Hey everybody, this is Armando Torres, and you're listening to the show before the show. And I'm Paige Wesley. And with us we have... Kyle Anderson. (laughs) Are you sure? (laughs) Definitively. (laughs) Uh, Kyle's a great guest. We have him on this week and uh, next week as well. And uh, it's a crazy story, and we will get into what it is in a bit. And also, I forgot that it's in the show title, but... Uh, before we do, I want to give Kyle a chance to plug his stuff so that you can go listen to the stuff that he makes. Yeah, uh, I have a YouTube channel where I do uh, comedic documentaries um, called Kyle Anderson Comedy. Uh, I cover um, some different cults on there, just some different uh, insane stuff. I, I talk about how maybe Chris Pratt's a government asset, you know, maybe. Ooh, let's let's talk about theories. it. Um, and so uh, I post stuff over there on YouTube, Kyle Anderson Comedy, if you want some more produced content. And I also have a podcast called Development Hell, where we dive into the development and production hell of some of your favorite musicals and movies and podcasts. And we've done Spider-Man Turn Off the Dark and uh, the... Oh, so many dead Spider-Men. Oh, yeah. So many good dead <laughs> dead uh, flying uh, web-swinging boys. Um, and uh, we've also... Uh, yeah, we, we, we covered uh, Chinese democracy. Um uh, the album, uh, so so we've we've got a lot of fun stuff on there. Uh, it's kind of like this podcast, but uh, instead of it being about true crime, it's about a movie that you heard about once called Jack Frost. What's that about? <laughs> <laughs> oh God, which one? <laughs> the the bad one or the kids it's one? It's the bad one. <laughs> yeah, of course it is. <laughs> Uh, listen to this episode and you'll see why you should go check all that stuff out because it is an absolute hoot and I fucking love it so much. And, uh, yeah, without any further ado, let's hop into the show, baby. Hello. Hello. For the purposes of this podcast, we define a cult as organizations that rally behind an entity or leader who espouse beliefs outside the norm, organizations that require physical or monetary sacrifice as a condition of membership, organizations in which the doctrines followed by the leaders are different than that of the followers, organizations in which isolation is encouraged either by commune living or by a policy of disconnection from outside relationships, and organizations that actively recruit new members. All cults might have some or all of these traits, and as always, these are our opinions. Thank you for tuning into Cult Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Armando Torres. And with us we have Kyle Anderson. Yay! Yay! Welcome. I joined Kyle. you for the A. You said I could join or not join for the A. I joined yeah, for the you A. You can definitely yay yourself. Yeah, it felt you knew, good. hold on. You knew that we were gonna say that and you still said your name like a question. Why do people always do <laughs> Everyone that? Everyone does. It's true. It doesn't because it feels so it feels too cocky to be like Kyle Anderson. You activated my <laughs> trap card. Like, <laughs> I it it really makes me funny. Blaine Gibson's been on the show like, I don't know, in the low twenties of times, and he still does it every time. That <laughs> he's kind of yeah. like Blaine Gibson. Yeah. I think everyone should have the radio announcer voice that we have when we say our names. Because we were talking beforehand and it I just sound like this. And then uh, suddenly we start rolling and I go, and I'm Armando Torres. <laughs> You're listening to <laughs> Colt Radio. Sounds Only the Juddy be the dark. cheese. <laughs> uh, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, I met Kyle 
in a San Diego comedy show. I'm saying it like this is our meet cute, and it <laughs> yeah, kind of was. It kind of was. was. Tr- I told I told Paige that we were we realized that the two of us took up a four person couch, and from that point <laughs> on, it was. <laughs> <laughs> We it was are. a true crime meet cute. It was adorable. <laughs> I mean, this is this is in line with what I know about Armando because I met Armando while he was microwaving a cake. So. Yeah. <laughs> hold on, you hold on. Line. You were in line to also microwave a different yeah. cake. Yeah, you get it, you get it. <laughs> I guys, was no. Your guys' hands touched on the same thirty add thirty <laughs> seconds button. Oh. She's making it seem worse than it was. I was microwaving a cake for my job at a comedy club where they served microwaved cake. <laughs> and they would buy frozen Costco cakes and you yeah. had to like microwave I swear so. microwave it's cakes. not mine. I'm, I'm microwaving the cake for a friend. I'm just holding it, man. We used to microwave pieces of cake and boil chicken until it was quote unquote legally edible. And that was my job. And two item minimum, motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> yes. So yes. we I love Kyle. comedy clubs, dude. They're like school cafeterias with the performers. It's great. Oh my Here's God. It's terrible. This is a club that like, I won't, I won't name names or whatever but, but it they is had flappers in Burbank. <laughs> it is well they they had two clubs this was the claremont club and their burbank club actually has really good food because they have a it full does, kitchen because it used to be a macaroni grill exactly yes mm-hmm. and so like i always tell people i'm like flappers has food that's like good for a regular restaurant like good. not just a comedy club <laughs> Um, but Flavers Claremont did not. Flavers no. Claremont had microwave cakes. It's telling that of how this club's reputation was is that I said I microwave cake and boil chicken till it's legally edible, and he knew exactly which club it was. I had a, I had a sneaking suspicion. I mean, it could have also been the Ha Ha. Yeah. One time I made the mistake of ordering food at the Ha Ha, never again. Yeah. You should just, anytime you go out to a comedy show, unless it's ours, you should never order any type of food. <laughs> and also, even at ours, just eat before and get yeah. drinks. Eat, eat before or eat after. There's yeah. infinitely cooler places to eat uh, chicken fingers than in front of, <laughs> like... Roast Battle I mean, comics. Oh well, yeah. Do, don't order food at Roast Battle. That's a terrible time. To, first of all, you're not even going to see a Roast Battle till almost midnight, yeah. and you shouldn't be eating any sort of buffalo wing that late. You're over 25. Stop doing this to yourself. <laughs> Secondly, it should be telling that that's also how I know that Flappers has the best food is because they they don't have chicken fingers. They like refuse to. They have wings, but they don't have chicken fingers because they're like, we're not that it's kind. It's somehow yeah. the only standard of they restaurant. Keep. <laughs> I mean, to each their own. I've seen some <laughs> wild shit other places. I was, yeah, like, I was anyway. at a club in the, uh, I was at a club in like Washington and they had on their menu for some godforsaken reason, full on spaghetti and meatballs. Oh, yeah. Which is the wildest thing to watch people eat while you're making eye contact with them. Oh, yeah. Flappers used to have a, it was like (laughs) a chicken caprese with pesto, angel hair pot, and it was fucking delicious. Like, I would go headline just to get a free one. Like, it was ridiculous. Um, but yeah, that they stopped having it. And I think it must be that thing of like, it's real weird to watch people eat spaghetti. Yeah. <laughs> I, 
this is the last I'll say about it. But I at my old home club in San Diego, uh, the first time I went there to do a show, they told me I could have anything, and I went, "Ooh, I'm gonna get the clam chowder." And the guy <laughs> serving me went, "You shouldn't," no. and then walked away until no, I came no. up with a better order. <laughs> you clam should. chowder a at a comedy club? What's I thought it wrong was good. I was that's young. like an egg salad sandwich at a gas station. <laughs> like you was asking for it, which I've also eaten before. <laughs> Like, I love when clubs too will have like a, like little cute names. Like they would have called it like the 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 chunky ch- the chunky chuckle chowder or something on the menu. <laughs> Ugh, that sounds like what the legal name for what my sperm is when it comes out. <laughs> no, oh, your sperm's government name? No, <laughs> chunky chuckle chowder. All right. I met Kyle in San Diego, and afterwards we got to talking, and he presented me with an opportunity to cover a group uh, and gave me, like, the elevator pitch for it. Um, And it was so amazing (laughs) that I decided, I immediately ran to Paige and was like, we need to cover this, and we need to bring this guy on to, to cover it, because he's done all the research, and this is... A great way for us to not have to kill our brains for a whole week and a half to bring I, comedy. I mean, I'm, I'm currently already killing my brain for the next multi-episode series. Oh, yeah. So, you well, know. I was, there's another video creator that I, I love called Chill Goblin who uh, on Twitter, he put it great where he's like, the most I know about a topic is a week after my video came out and I remember all the research, but people have corrected me in the comments about all the stuff yes. I got wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which I know that I like, I don't know. Uh, I'll keep it a surprise. The next one is one that people are definitely going to have like, it's a it's well enough known that people are going to be like, um, actually, and I'm just going to have to be like, Shh. yeah, I, we've <laughs> said it replies. Bef- we've said it before. I'll say it again. All right. You can't be surprised that I don't know everything about fucking everything when I just admitted to ordering clam chowder from a comedy club. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. That's fair. That's fair. I'm, I'm, I am a human being and not a particularly good one. I so, blood and I make mistakes. Yeah, I am a work yeah, in like, progress. I eat clam like chowder I, at comedy clubs. I took half a day off yesterday for self-care because uh, I'm trying to be better about a work-life balance. And I spent it watching two, because there's two of them, like, polish ripoffs of 50 shades like somebody read 50 shades of gray then wrote their own version and then that is now a movie on netflix and there's two of them so far right and, and then, then a different and then a different it. polish guy was like fuck that shit i could do it better <laughs> no but there like... were people in the, in the comments like actually this is based on it. i was like i can't <laughs> <laughs> no capacity i'm just gonna keep yelling about how they have a lawn robot named george and you're just gonna have to like it or don't (laughs) i don't even watch movies anymore i just wait for the porn parody to come out (laughs) that's my whole thing i don't i'm like past the point of like oh books are stupid i'll wait for the movie now movies are dumb i'll wait for the porn and that's how i'll get my culture they just it's snappy right yeah they they do we watched the northman last night and I mean, it is wild and gory and long, so I I'm really curious as to how that porn parody is going to yeah, come out. I, I hope it still has Alexander Skarsgård. I, I, I heard he, I heard that in the Northman he like catches an arrow really dramatically. Oh, it's the fucking best. So they should just do that, but with a dick, like a dick's yeah, coming. Yeah, out yeah. Of so catch bad. a dildo. 
I can't wait for the North Man goes South Man. South Man. He catches it and then he turns around. And it's like a spear, so he like catches it and then turns around and javelins it back at the guy th- who threw it at him, dodgeball style, and it gets that guy through the chest and kills him. And it's one of the fucking best things ever. And it's like two minutes into the movie, and my husband and I were watching. We were just like, "Oh yeah!" Just that like rules. cheering in our living room. It was really Hell great. Yeah. I'm just looking. Okay, it's not the movie that I thought it was. I'm going to see The Northman, but I know that one of those movies that just came out that looked like it was old-timey. And by when I say old-timey, I mean like whatever uh old ass Vikings or Viking times or whatever. Vikings uh, old times. I think of old-timey as like that kind of piano that plays itself in a saloon, not like Stab, stab, stab. It's all technically old time. Okay, yeah, I was thinking of The Last Duel and how Matt Damon's oh. in it, and I'm curious as to how that accent works I out. like how you've been pronouncing oh, yeah. Northman, though, because it's like Northman, but you're saying the Northman, like he's part of the, the MCU. <laughs> the Northman. The Northman. Black Panther, North is that way. It's like, thank you, Northman. <laughs> thank you, Northman. <laughs> Uh, I will say Northman. <laughs> fuck, now I'm doing it. Uh, it's it's got like equal parts like Green Knight and oh, the Witch. Oh, that's fun. It's pretty fucking cool. That sounds dope. I'm excited for it. I'm also excited because we've been recording for ten minutes and haven't even talked. And about this what bodes we're going well. We haven't we haven't even told people what we're doing oh, yet. No. This is good. <laughs> so Kyle, it's gonna be a good episode. <laughs> Kyle runs a YouTube channel that I'll let him talk about here in a second, where he covered this group. So if you're looking for more on that, uh, go check that out. But then brought this graciously to us. So I'm going to let Kyle introduce uh, our our group for today. Yeah. uh, Today, what I bring you, uh, like a cat bringing you a a little bird, (laughs) um, is uh, 7M Films. Um, <gasps> yes oh my god yeah. i didn't know that this is what gonna be what yeah, it was yeah. okay so I, yes. like i said on my youtube i just did a, a video about 7m films and this is going to be kind of a director's cut of that script there's some stuff i didn't include in the video that we'll talk about a little bit um 7m films is a tiktok dancer cult, yes um yes <laughs> of influencers uh, who and my elevator pitch to Armando, uh, just because you know you gotta know your audience. I said, "What if I told you there was a cult that was directly tied to the very creation of Crump?" Yes, and is local. <laughs> yes, and if we I, could, it is local. I, I, could go. I thought about for my video driving to their compound because yes. it's public record and it's like twenty minutes from me. But I was like, that feels like a step too far. I don't need it's, to. <laughs> it's just in Orange County. Like, it's not that far. Uh, this is one a bunch of people have sent it to me where they're like, you've got to cover this. And I see them on TikTok all the time because unbeknownst to me, I was already following like three of them on TikTok. That's what one of my one of my best friends. He got he got yeah. he told me he was like, dude, I was curious when you told me about this, if they were the same group of dancers that I've been following yep. and they totally yep. are. <laughs> they totally are. And and it's one of those things where like. I started trying to research it and just kept hitting dead ends and kept being like, where does this fit into it? So I am so glad that you did it because I was struggling to do it, but really wanted to do it. This is amazing. So, I'm so, so excited. fuck yeah. Fuck yeah, Paige. Um, yes. I mean, a page yes. pop. What more can we ask for at the top of the mm. Um <laughs> I, I know as you say, researching this, I will say um, most of this comes from social media posts. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. 
obviously those can be manipulated screenshots can be manipulated things like that comments from accounts claiming to be you know somebody's wife somebody's blah blah blah. who knows right um there's a lot in this i say in my youtube video there's a lot of supposedly's and allegedly's that we should throw out because the shin family who runs 7m is extremely litigious um they are currently suing right now uh somebody who's a pretty big source for this story um, without a crystal ball. Uh, I I was debating on whether or not to do like a 10 minute part of my video about her, but she covered this the most extensively, but she also covers like the Duggars and the Grizzlies yeah. and stuff like that. And she reports a lot of stuff. She kind of just puts out everything. And because of that, she has like, a kind of spotty hit rate with accuracy of information, mm-hmm. right? So she'll put out a lot of stuff that's right, but she'll put out a lot of stuff that's inaccurate. And because of that, she's embroiled in like three or four different lawsuits um, yeah. for like spreading inaccurate stuff and like defaming people who aren't quote public figures. So with all being said, this is a lot of alleged information. Um, mm-hmm. And by no means should you like, Obviously, I mean, your fans are obviously cool, but like, don't harass anybody in this. Don't fucking, you know, don't be un. Yeah, don't don't, go don't after be weird. Uh, we're doing that already. That's what the pot is for, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I say go do it. I say go <laughs> yeah. to their compound. No, 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 Armando says dox them. <laughs> Remember? Oh no, wait, hold on. <laughs> no, I I will say if you live in the in the greater Los Angeles area and you happen to be on Hollywood Boulevard, which is where they film like so many of their TikToks. You'll probably see them. Yeah. Just out. You'll, I mean, I, yeah. I've seen dancers, like influencers, like dancing down on, on Melrose or Sunset or, you know, whatever before. Mm-hmm. And it was probably them. And I just didn't know yeah. to look for them. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah. these it's, dancers, it's they're not. I keep an eye out for now all the time. They're yeah. not nobodies. These dancers, I mean, the, the dancers we're covering, they've been on So You Think You Can Dance, Dance Moms. Yeah. Like these, these are. They get hired yeah, for high profile for all dance kinds stuff. Of stuff. These, yeah. these are professional dancers like yep mm-hmm. yeah um, and if you see them keep going down hollywood boulevard and maybe you can spot and take a picture with the north man who is posted <laughs> up outside the chinese theater shirtless guy yeah. are you the north man no i'm homeless this city is a nightmare <laughs> please help us uh i've been i've been eating comedy chowder for days <laughs> He's the worst superhero because he can only face north. So if the battle's <laughs> happening behind him, he's just like, what's going on, guys? That's his origin story. His family was killed slightly to the south of him. <laughs> he's like, I'd have I'll to... avenge you I'd... when I eventually make my way all the way around the globe <laughs> and back to this spot. So what, can you fly or anything? No, I also I have to take boats and no. cars. Yes. I'm like a bad mm-hmm. mutant. It's not yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so should we should we jump into this bad boy? Oh, yeah, absolutely. let's do it. I'm so excited. All right. So um, like many people, uh, I discovered the 7M uh, controversy uh, through TikTok, uh, specifically a video of Miranda dancing in a park with text on top of it claiming that she hadn't spoken to her family in over a year. Now, this is the video that went super viral on TikTok and like started off the whole thing. Um, And I think a big reason that the video went super viral is 
when I say it's a video of her dancing in a park, Armando, this is a 360 wrapping steady cam yes. shot, like a yes, like a freaking Transformers movie, and it's her doing like incredible. Like when I say these are talented dancers, I mean these are these dancers fucking rule. Like they are, you know, yeah. I, I'm gonna say in my opinion they're in a fucking cult, but they are fucking good. Um, yeah. And, okay, so they're not doing like the TikTok jerk off dance, right? No, no, no. no. They're like full on choreographed, like fucking like background dancers in like a Ariana Grande video. Well, there's yeah, there's yeah, choreography yeah. to a hand job. I don't want to disparage that as an industry. <laughs> Uh, no, but I mean, this is and this is how I was introduced to this, too, was that TikTok that like 50 different people sent to me because they were like, it's a cult, like take the video. Um, but not only is the dancing good and, and it's one of the things that really stuck out about their videos is their camera work and editing is phenomenal. Like they are slick. They are well produced. They never just do the basic TikTok dances. They are choreographing new routines to different dances in different places at a, such a high production value. It's that insane. You're like, this has to be professionally made. Other other dancers can't compete. Like there are other dancers no, who are like who are like. So I either put out subpar dancing content, or, or I, I join, join a cult. Seven M. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yep. And and I think that that is definitely a big one of their big like like recruitment tactics, right? Is like yeah. I mean, imagine. I mean, I feel like cults and comedy could start that way if it was like you come here, we record your half hour, you know, you join us. <laughs> like, oh, I feel oh, like they could get people. Oh, I see you've heard of Drybar. <laughs> <laughs> allegedly, uh, they don't they don't like women that much. Uh, allegedly, um, anyway. They're owned by Mormons. Yeah, whatever. yeah. It's a terrible company okay, with so questionable morals. Are, okay. Yeah, that has well, a yeah, lot of strange be... financial problems, don't, don't and you? they yeah. don't uh -huh. treat comedians uh -huh. very well. And check yep. out Billy Anderson's special, America's Sweetheart, <laughs> now out on Drive Bar. <laughs> uh, they, yeah, they, they used to be AngelVid, uh, and oh AngelVid still exists, but Drive like Drive Bar's like their com. Yeah, so dry why... bars like their their version, and they have a lot of rules of like what you can and can't say, and it's not just swearing; it's like topics oh, you yeah. can and wow. can't talk about. And for a long time, they just wouldn't have women like at right. all. And then people started talking about it, so they added well, well now because like, a me, handful of women. Because correct me if I'm wrong, Paige, but women aren't funny. Is that correct? Oh fuck <laughs> you! <laughs> Now, now, correct That's me. some cult beliefs if I've ever heard it. <laughs> I, I do love the, like, drive our people, like, uh, like stuff that's, like, super, like, family friendly. But, like, behind yeah. the scenes, they're like, well, I mean, I mean women are just aren't people, though, so we don't have to. We wouldn't give <laughs> yeah. a dog a comedy special. Like, like <laughs> Well, it's it's because they think women are too vulgar. Like, women comedians oh, sure, are too vulgar. sure, uh, so, sure. Male, yeah, male comedians are very well-behaved individuals. <laughs> But all, yeah, exactly. So my uh, cum is like chowder, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> the first joke on this podcast. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, I, I bring it up because it's kind of similar in that you'll film a special and then you're responsible for getting that special popular and you don't usually get paid for them. Everyone I've talked to who did a dry bar special did it for exposure only, which is some bullshit when you have a platform that big and you're getting that many, that much engagement from the content to not really pay your content creators. But apparently you only get paid over like a certain threshold 
or whatever, uh, which is not a great model. So, and, yeah. and, and by the way, we uh, we are the one who checks for the threshold, uh, and we are not checking for it. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah. we will not share any of the yeah, uh, information with you yeah. at all. Yeah. Um, so so basically, uh, after that video went super viral on TikTok, um, this video, a, an Instagram live with Miranda's sister and Miranda's parents arose. Um, now, this is because Miranda was originally a content creator with her sister. So they had one of those TikToks. It was called the Wilking Sisters because their maiden name is Wilking, um, where it would be the two of them like doing little dances together or challenges together. And they've both been dancers their entire lives. I'm not quite sure their, their exact ages, um, but it looks like they're within <clears throat> like two or three years of each other. So it's like, you know, you know, siblings like that, that grew up and it's like, they probably had all the same group of friends. Like they're very, you know, in the That's same world. My sister, my sister and I are two years apart and did community theater together. There you go. Yeah. So you'd yeah. be like, you'd be like the Wesley sisters. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Uh, she does all the theme songs for my other, my other show. Oh, I love yeah. that. And this one. Yeah. I love and this that. one. That's oh, right. That's great. Um, yeah, no. So, so they were, uh, they were very close and everybody that worked with them, all their friends that knew them. I mean, these, these two sisters were inseparable, you know what I mean? They're, they're like, Mm -hmm. you know, twins that weren't, were born a couple years apart. You know, they're, they're very, very close. Um, so this Instagram live was, uh, Miranda's sister, Melanie and her parents, um, with this very, uh, genuine teary eyed video, um, explaining that they haven't spoken to her in a year, that uh, Miranda has gotten married uh, since they spoke to her. They weren't invited to anything. They weren't, you know, nothing uh, w- with her new marriage. Um, and that she had been indoctrinated into what they can only describe as uh, a cult, um, being 7M Films, uh, which is a management company run by Robert Shin. Uh, who also runs a church called the Shekinah Church. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is, along with the initial video with the text, a lot of people sent me, there's like a cut version, like an edited version of this Instagram Live. That's basically like the hits of what they went through. Um, and a- as much as I uh, I think it's fascinating and it's interesting to hear their point of view, it made me, and this is probably me, being in Los Angeles and knowing that people who manage their children's careers don't always have the best motives, it made me question her parents a little bit uh, to be like, why are they so involved and invested in this adult woman's career? Now, I do, as more information came out, 7M clearly seems allegedly not great. Uh, but there was a part of me that's like, well, she's a grown up and she can kind of choose to do what she wants and who she marries and she doesn't have to be in a sister act forever. I understand that maybe she might have wanted to leave, but there is a lot more to it. And that and that seems to be um, the, the crux for a lot of people where uh, the, the, there's sort of a like you said, there's sort of a an argument of is this just like a really awful parent? Uh, yeah. trying to like keep control of their kid who just wants to like move on and be married with someone else and like not 
Yep. You know, and Miranda made a video where she said basically the reason she stopped working with her sister was more because of uh, she didn't want to have to film every day. She wanted splits of, right. you know, more revenue, like equal revenue splits and all this different mm-hmm. stuff. Um, now, Melanie has responded saying that she offered her all of that and that Miranda still didn't, she still didn't talk to her or come back or anything. So, mm-hmm. you know, I what I tried to do in this script is get less into the nitty ditty nitty gritty nitty ditty jesus um (laughs) nitty ditty uh try to get into the less into the nitty gritty of like their family drama nitty sean combs (laughs) please yeah please my friends call me nitty sean combs um (laughs) of like i didn't want to get lost in the well then miranda said this and on april 28th her husband posted this liked this instagram post and he commented here if you want that there is uh there's like i say in my video there's subreddits dedicated to that the wilking sisters you can go on um there are tiktok accounts um, you can find plenty of that. What I try and do more in this story today is paint a broader history of the Shekinah Church, of 7M Films, of the people yeah. involved, and try to give you more of an idea. So we'll be less focused on Miranda and more focused on the organization and the whole deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I see Miranda more as just like, it's the thing that made people look closer. Right. Where like all of this stuff was there, but until her family spoke out, no one bothered to look. Right. Back. And there's nothing uh, there's nothing that's happened to Miranda that's illegal. Right. That yeah. we know of. Like there's nothing as far as we know, she's happy as a clam. Um, and doing this all of her own free right, will. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Very possible. Um, there's a chance yeah. that she just didn't want to be a part of a sister act anymore, which makes a lot of sense. I mean, they could only keep Whoopi for like, what, two of them? So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. i've been sitting on that one for a while (laughs) ever since i said the word sister act oh yeah baby i will follow (laughs) you (laughs) (laughs) um so this story has uh, a little bit of everything it has Meghan markle it has ninja (laughs) sheep (laughs) and it has uh clowns um, all right, I'm out. Oh. I'm done. Oh, I'll see you later. <laughs> Bye. You'll float too. I fucking hate clowns. Uh, well, you're gonna like this one. Um, so, so with that all being said, I think uh, you know, you know, my my deliver on my initial elevator promise to Armando. Um, I think to to fully understand this mess of Seven uh, M, um, you need to understand the history of crump my dude <laughs> all right so so what tell me your guys is hit like what do you guys know about crump crump is break, break me sti- off a little bit of that crump <laughs> crump is a style of dance move in which you try to punish the ground for existing humanly <laughs> 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 <Feelingly> possible <laughs> I, I mean, I, I would have said something uh, not nearly as funny about how, how oh, Crump is uh, essentially, it, it's almost like a dance that follows the backbeat in an emotional way yeah. as, as opposed to just, you know, a, a normal, like, it's it's not necessarily to a normal beat or cadence that dancing would normally be. It's almost more of like, 
involved in your emotion while listening to the music but also yes punishing the ground and, <laughs> and occasionally your own chest and legs yeah, yeah okay. it feels like crumping uh split off into two different types of dance that are prevalent today and they became like chicago footwork for like the body movements and then twerking for like your the way your ass and yeah, they used and to they used to call that the stripper dance. So if you listen to old crump songs, they'll say like, "Sure, they do the stripper dance," and that, <laughs> that that's what they used to call twerking. They just didn't have the word for it yet. Yeah, in the old timey times, the old timey back with Northman. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's doing the stripper dance. <laughs> These Vikings. <laughs> he catches the ass before it hits his face. <laughs> Throws it back at the person who threw it at him. He's just, instead of throwing dollars, he's just putting coins on people's (laughs) eyes. Yeah. Uh, Crumping, if you haven't seen it, is something that you 100% should. You should go look it up because it is... I don't know. It's got the same vibe to me as like people in church letting it all go, like really so losing being, themselves. Being like slain so in that's, the spirit. So that's yes. something I actually get to uh, in a minute. How how crump oh, almost shit. becomes a a physical manifestation of speaking in tongues. Um, so oh, we'll, so we'll, so we'll get to that. Um, so crump was created in the early 90s uh, in the streets of Compton and Watts, um, which are two of the roughest neighborhoods. Uh, when I moved to Los Angeles, I uh, did not read um, the Facebook post all the way uh, and did not realize that I was moving to Compton. And I, I, I posted that I just moved to L.A. And uh, I had a friend of mine who used to be like a crip in in compton and he commented he was like oh where do you live in la and i sent him my cross streets which were normandy and 98th and he <laughs> and he called me he didn't tell you that he called me and he was like okay you don't pump gas after dark yeah. you don't like he's like dudes will probably only fuck with you if they're doing an initiation so just try to stay away on like certain days and like he like broke off like legit og crip knowledge for me uh <laughs> See, I was about to be like, you know, Compton's not that bad these days. But then you said that intersection. I was like, just kidding. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> like, so I, I lived I lived in a house where the 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 people who owned the house were 98th Street Crips. Um, oh, okay. And I was like the so that probably kept you safe. I was dude. Much. I was so safe. I had, I had my iMac in my room. All this shit. I was so safe, dude. They were they loved me because the first day I was there. Um, I like, they were like trying to like bag on me a little bit and I like gave it back to them. Uh, and then they were like, okay, he's cool. He can hang. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like, yeah. like, yeah, I, I, I grew up in very black neighborhoods. And so like bagging sessions were like, I was a fat white kid. If I wasn't funny, I was going to just die. <laughs> like, oh. oh, I see. I see that you have, uh, arrived at my career trajectory. There you Thank go. You. Yeah. Paige yeah. and I both had to, yeah. Like Pages we, from the Bay Paige. Area. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I grew I grew up near Oakland. Yeah. Uh, Paige, why are you so good at rose battle? Right, uh, exactly. dozens, it's like, basically. It's like um, because I wanted to get through middle school, motherfucker. <laughs> like, I don't piece. know if you know, I've been fat a long time. Yeah. Tell me something I didn't hear thirty-eight times in eighth grade. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just love the idea that the Crips are getting into landlording now. That they, makes me really. Dude, happy. They would they would rent out segments of their couch on like crowd like couch surfing apps. Like you, I would walk in and I had like my own room, but I would walk in the living room. There'd be like ten people like sleeping in there that I'd never met. Or like, five geez. of our sized people. Yeah, right, yeah. right, right. Same spatial. Yeah. So, so if you're an elevator, that's the same thing. 
Uh, but so so Crump um, Crump was not started by itself. Uh, like Crump is not what what originally uh, was the this first dance craze. Um, in Compton and Watts, in some of the most dangerous areas of L.A., uh, a clown by the name of Tommy was starting a revolution. Um, uh, so Tommy the what? Tommy the clown is, and this is a quote directly from the 2005 uh, documentary Rise, which chronicles the crumping and clowning yes. movements of the 2000s and 90s. Um, Tommy the clown is quote a ghetto celebrity. Um, so Tommy, Tommy, a ghetto superstar, yeah, if you will, ghetto superstar. Uh, that is what he are. Tommy, <laughs> Tommy, uh, is amazing. He is a uh, basically a guy who, in the '90s, wanted to do something positive in the community, and he was just like kind of a funny dude who liked like dancing and vibing to music. And so he started like dressing up like a clown for like a friend's birthday party, and then they loved him because he was like his whole thing was like, oh, all these clowns are like super corny and they want to dance to like clown music. He's like, I'm gonna put on like good music that everyone at the party can dance to. I'm gonna like riff. He's like he's like rose. He's doing like roast battle jokes to the kids. Like he's like kind of making fun of them, but like kind of encouraging them to like and like making fun of the people who bag on them. Like it, it like he comes and he holds court at these like celebrations and he rolls up. He's got a big green car with like a huge sound system in the back and he's got like a big clown on the front. He has a clowning academy where he teaches these kids how to do like clown dancing Um and this dude sounds awesome. He yeah. fucking he's the only good clown in history, you guys. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's the only one. And I feel like that's the episode title. It's the just only like, good clown in history. The only good, the clown, only in good clown in history. And what and what I love about him too is that the clown airs, like you were making fun of Crump. Uh, clown dancing was them just sort of vibing and it's like if you were on crump it's like if you were doing crump but you just did a bunch of like cough syrup and so you're mm. like kind of more chill oh, okay, and then okay, and so crump okay. evolved from clowning clowning was first crump was people doing more sharp jagged movements and they were like well that's not really the vibe of clowning like why does a clown like look like he's trying to like you said punish the ground for existing <laughs> yeah why does that clown look like there's a smaller clown trying to escape from his chest alien <laughs> In style. Yeah, no, but I feel the, you. The clowners make fun of the crumpers. Like at one point in the documentary, one of the clowners like puts his shirt over his head and like boxes around and they're all laughing that they're like, oh yeah, that's how crumpers look. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they're literally dressed as clowns. <laughs> Being like, they look so dumb, dog. <laughs> oh. oh, I absolutely love this. I just want to see Tommy the clown pop up in a sewer and be like, oh, when you're down here, you'll twerk too <laughs> shake it shake it shake it make your boogity fucking shake it but yeah. yeah like so like i said he started this academy um called the tommy academy for clowning <laughs> um Love and it. like at the height of the rodney king riots uh Damn. what is not being covered is that uh clowning is exploding as a subculture in uh south central and at its peak there are over 50 distinct clown groups. Whoa. Yeah, this is that good podcast shit. Yeah. <laughs> Where you're like, there's 50 groups of clowns. Okay. Like, Tight. It, it's amazing. 
Um, so I, I like Armando's nervous. Like, how many clowns did you say? Yeah. <laughs> and what parts of LA were they? <laughs> They're in your <laughs> room, Armando. No. <laughs> twerking on you. But wait, oh. I'm at Norton in 98th and Normandy. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be fine at 98th and Normandy. Oh yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be chilling. No, I'm, I'm a mark. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah fucking, that's I'm it's i only get punked by the salvadorians apparently <laughs> <laughs> for in fucking pico union so they oh think they think God. you're two of them in a trench coat <laughs> <laughs> armando is nine feet tall for you guys <laughs> oh wait hey armando did you ever find out what happened to that that hot guy that used to lift weights in front of your old apartment oh the hot ms13 guy no <laughs> yeah <laughs> On a scale of one to ten, he was an MS thirteen. Yeah, 13. yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's like an LA eight, but an MS thirteen. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, there was this. Uh, I used to live in an MS thirteen neighborhood, and uh, they tried to rob me the first day I was there. But I confused them because they were like, "Where are you from, dog?" And I was like, "Like originally, like." Uh, <laughs> Well, uh, <laughs> a riverside by way of Ohio. <laughs> by way of. Uh, they were so confused, and then they thought I was joking, and so they were just like, "You're okay, just don't wear that Yankees hat around here." And I was like, "Yes, sir, right away, sir," and t- like took it off. And... <laughs> if there's anything else you need, just hit me up on Slack. <laughs> <laughs> And then they were super chill. At one point, uh, somebody in my building snitched on them, and they tagged my my actual apartment, and they tagged snitch MS13. And then I went and talked to them and was like, hey, that makes it look like I snitched, and that's bad for me. And they went, no worries, well, no worries, well, we're going to handle this shit. And what they did was they they spray-painted an arrow going up to the building (laughs) of the guy who actually snitched. I, I had a buddy who used to live in, the, in, like, legitimately the worst building I'd ever been in. Like, the, the hallways would, like, warp when you walked on them, like, bend <laughs> down uh, in, his hall, in his, like, building. And there was a guy who would tag in the building stuff that was broken. Like, just tag broken <laughs> things. And he would tag them La Cucaracha and draw a little cockroach. And I just always think about La Cucaracha bringing apartment justice. <laughs> They're like, you have to fill out a form in the web portal. Like, why? Are... The Cucaracha is afraid of webs, the natural enemy of the bark. God damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, so, Tommy, Tommy, like I said, was awesome. He had no agenda. He had no, like, all he wanted to do was, like, genuinely help these kids. And there's a lot of kids in the documentary that you know, don't have a parental figure at home and, you know, are are pretty open of, like, if I didn't have Tommy, I would definitely be in a gang. And, like, you know, there's kids that are walking around with their face painted like a clown, like, talking to the younger kids, like, so when are you going to join a clown group? You know what I mean? Instead of, like, so when are you going to join the Crips? Like, it, it definitely was super, like, I cannot emphasize that this was great for the community clowning. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, fucking talk to the warrior style New York, but <laughs> whatever, yeah. dog. 
So I mean, like instead of tagging, they're just leaving like balloon animals <laughs> on. Like this is our turn. <laughs> balloon. It says snitch on Armando's door. In, and <laughs> yeah, and like, a bigger worry. balloon we arrow. An arrow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on the this. way the wind goes, it can go either way. <laughs> a lot of people. Are I'm snitches. just picturing a. A clown taking their hat off and then just pulling a gun out of it like a rabbit would, like a magician. Anyway. Uh, so Snitches get stitches, because I'll have you in them. And then he tells a joke, and it's... <laughs> yeah, he pies himself in the face. Yeah, a drive-by pieing. <laughs> I got an automatic seltzer bottle with your name on it, dog. <laughs> um... But but like I said, so with the start of clowning, you then had uh, this this secondary art form that was beginning within it called crumping, where people were more intense with their movements, more jagged. The term for it in the crump community is being more grimy. Mm, okay. That is it. So when you when you get in grimy, that's when you really like ooh feeling yourself and shit's like sharp and it's hitting. Like sometimes on stage, like after researching this, I've been like. I got a little grimy in that joke. Yeah. <laughs> I really like this terminology actually yeah. a lot. I do too. Uh, yeah. So here's the thing. And I kind of get into this in my video. Um, crump is done well by like 10 people on earth. <laughs> um, everyone. That's fair. If you That's are a fair. master of crump, it can look, I would say cool to like, okay. Um, I think that a lot of these crump dancers are actually their dancing is way more cool when they do other forms of dance because they're just talented dancers, period. Mm -hmm. um, crump obviously is not my thing. But what I'm getting at is that crump is a lot like improv where yeah. when it's really good, it's dope. But if it's yeah. even mediocre, it is unwatchable. It's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I went on a rant about this in the the creep episode of Horror Virgin, where I was like, this is why movies should not be improv because improv is only amazing when it's the best it can possibly right. be. And when it's not great, it's so aggressively not great. Like the chasm of quality for improv is so big that like when you see an improv group that's clearly been working together for years that knows each other that mm -hmm. can anticipate each other they and they put on an amazing they show write a it's movie so for work. you essentially like in like collaboratively yeah. in real time like it's insane in real time and it's phenomenal and amazing but there's so little of improv that's that <laughs> right, that is that <laughs> Right, like so much improv, is, it's so easy for improv to be bad. Yeah. Yes. I, I've been doing comedy for so long, I've seen one like transcendent improv herald in my life. And I was like, my, no, I get why everyone's chasing that dragon, but woof. Oh, yeah. Like I, I've, I've seen some amazing herald. My sister used to do, she had a short form improv team um, and they were fucking phenomenal. And like, I would go see them anytime. But then like, I cannot tell you how many times I've been on a show in LA and they're like, hey, we have an improv group. And I'm like, fuck, like, no. And it just walks half the crowd. Oh, you're, you're telling me these guys in six matching shirts are going to bomb for 12 minutes. Cool. <laughs> my One of my favorite is uh, 
women uh, the sketch group women has a youtube video that it's i think it's called the improv show and they walk up and they're like we're gonna need a suggestion and someone in the audience goes don't do the show and they're like okay and they back up as if they're gonna do that as a sketch and then they just leave the stage and i'm like yes if i was at a comedy show and the producer walked up to me and said hey we're gonna have an improv troupe go on before you i would turn to that person and then in front of them text them hey man sorry i'm late and i'm stuck in traffic i don't think i'm gonna make it. <laughs> i'm not gonna make it you're gonna have to have somebody else go up damn first. that's wild and i would back away <laughs> damn that's wild <laughs> Um, so with, with crump becoming its own art form, uh, distinct from clowning, uh, the spearhead of the crump movement within that was a pair of dancers named Miho and Tide Eyes. Um, cool. so Tide Eyes is who we're really going to be talking about today. Are you um, saying Tide Eyes or Tight Eyes? I'm saying Tight Eyes with okay. a Z oh. or an X, it is unclear. Uh, <laughs> See, I thought it was tie dyes. I was with you, Armando, and I was like, tie dye shirts are watching you. That, okay, this so, makes more sense. So, tie dyes is the creator of Crump. Okay. Uh, if you look up anything, he's the creator of Crump. He is the face of Crump. Um, in the dance community, he is extremely well known. I'm trying to think of like a comedy, uh, like like somebody who's really big within the world of comedy, but like maybe a normie doesn't necessarily know who they are. Um, but it, maybe like an Andy Kaufman. Yeah, I, that's the first one that came to mind for me. But uh, I would almost like Bill Hicks. Maybe. Yeah, like, okay. like yeah, I would say like like a modern like sort of pioneer that maybe like maybe like a Mike Berbiglia. Right, like, like I your parents, Mike Birbiglia was the first comedy show I ever right. went like to. Your parents That's like probably my, don't know who yeah. he is, but like everyone in comedy knows. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, right, 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 right. And he's he's in tons of music videos. He's in Step Up. He's in you know what I mean? Like whenever they yeah, need he's in a ton of movies. whenever they need someone to come in and crump and look incredible for twenty seconds, they call him. <laughs> Tight eyes. Okay. I thought you meant Mike yeah. Birbiglia should step yeah. up. Mike Bur And I pictured him for a second in his like polar fleece and khakis. Oh, yeah. yeah. Those no. amazing. He's just who, fucking who shaking more. his ass and he's like, I had a dream about a jackal. <laughs> who has more, who has what more I control said, over their body than Mike Birbiglia? <laughs> what I should have said was crumpy. <laughs> <laughs> what I. <laughs> My clowner's Sorry, crumper. Um, <laughs> hey, crumper past the sun chips. Uh, these are deep cut Mike Perbiglia chips. Which is the culinary term for popping and locking. <laughs> for, for <God. laughs> oh, um, my yes. So, uh, uh, well, they were, I just need you to understand that I think we're the first people to make these jokes to put Mike Perbiglia and crumping together. Uh, we're pioneers oh. in our own right, god damn it. Now are you saying are you saying Mike Berbiglia or are you saying tight Berbiglia? <laughs> tight Berbiglia? I'm saying tight Berbiglias with a Z or with an Z. X. It's it unclear. Is unclear. <laughs> you know, in Italian it's pronounced tight Belia. <laughs> in America, you're annoying. Tight Belia. Um so oh. uh Tight Eyes was one of the first dancers to leave Tommy. Uh, to to officially stop dancing under Tommy, um, and he and Miho uh, started the Crump style. Now, because of Tide Eyes 
devout Christianity. This dude is extremely Christian. Uh, because of his devout Christianity, Crump specifically has always been strangely tied to Christianity. Oh, okay. So there's nothing inherently Christian about Crump dancing, but because literally half of the creator of it is, I mean, he is quote, I put it in my documentary. He says, uh, like <clears throat> if you're not street kingdom, which is his like Crump crew, he's like every other Crump crew is anti-Christ. Whoa, what? Yeah. Holy uh, shit. And he says, he says at one point, he says he will die uh, to keep God in this dance because when you feel this spirit of God come over you when you're crumping, it's there's no other way to describe it. So that's what I was talking about with crumping almost okay, being so a physical. Like being slain that's what he kind yeah. of talks about is that like he says it's called going live. Like it's like when you're live in front of an audience. So they call it going live. Oh. You can lab up all day, which is when you're practicing your shit. But when you go live, you can't explain what's coming through your body right now. Ooh, you know, okay. and so if you watch videos of it, it, this comes through a lot because it really seems like random movements of just like take, go where the spirit takes you, you know? Yeah. And he says, yeah. like, <clears throat> you will uh, you will not take the creator out of something he created. And because tide eyes feels like he has this uh, status in the crump community, he makes it almost his personal mission to make sure that God will always be a part of Crump. Huh. Um, so actually, Armando, what you said about Crump is super fucked up. <laughs> <sighs> I need to do 50 Hail Crumpies. <laughs> for my yeah, what, what if you're in the confessional booth and the, the guy's just like, now do a stripper dance and give uh, four Hail Marys? <laughs> Um, so like I said, this, this, you know, the fact that tight eyes is so devoutly Christian, um, bleeds into a lot of crump because he believes that if other people, uh, can smoke weed and then go crump, then he claims like, Oh, well you're bringing your lifestyle to this. So why can't I bring my lifestyle to this? Cause he'll do crump songs that have like are about God and you know what I mean? Like he, you know, he's, he's pretty pushy about it. It seems in the community. Like if you want to fuck with tight eyes, you have to be someone who uh, walks in faith as they say. This, this just reminds me of one of Armando and I's favorite people, the Jesus Christ <laughs> guy who break dances to, to scripture. <laughs> You've seen I'm that sure guy, you're right? Familiar. You've I'm seen not. that guy, right? I love what? Him, what? I already love him. What? You have to send me that. That sounds incredible. Oh yeah. Oh. There's a dude who just like uh he'll just dance and and like start crip dancing. But and, it's like, to that like old breakdance on the do 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 and he's just like Jesus Christ, we love you, God! And he's just like <laughs> shouting the whole and his, time. All of his dance moves are things where he's like, I take the sword, I take the sword of God! And then he's just like yeah. running around. The, I put on the armor of righteousness! Yeah, which is actually like from scripture. Like, here's here's the terrible part. His scripture is on point. Like, he's not, he's doing it right, but he's it's he's so into it. <laughs> 
That, and it's the sword of the spirit. I, lo- I, love, um, how he's, I love how he's reading the scriptures that uh, read like Dungeons and Dragons rule sets. Yes. <laughs> like, where he's like, yes. and then I get a plus two from my armor of faith. And yeah, and, and his his branding is one of my favorites because it's so hilariously homegrown. Where he's got like a white like Toyota Tercel that he's just like painted Jesus in red paint on the side of it. And he's just like, we love you, God. You bless me with this car. You bless me with a way to talk to the people. And you're just like, I mean, just, well, yeah. you can't argue with this, really. He's just an old fool who wears like Tim's baggy jeans and a red shirt. He has face yes. tattoos and he's just fucking yes. rocking out. And I love him. I, you know, yeah. there's something interesting that, that you just said, Paige, um, about like, God, what, what did you just say? You just made a really, really good point at the end of what you were saying there. Um, I lost it. Saying about Christianity. Uh, uh, well, I mean, like, I, like I, I get. Uh, I mean, he views it as his way of getting the word out about Christ. He's not hurting anybody. He's just that's. He's just going he's full boat uh, toward Jesus, that. and it's fun as shit to watch. Like, no kidding. Like. I don't know. This is one of those things. I I grew up in the church, uh, and, and I I'm still involved to a degree. And but there's some things about the way that some people choose to evangelize that really don't sit right with me a lot of the time. And a lot of it is things like street preachers or like your Westboro Baptist. This like really demonstrative, public, aggressive face of Christianity. I really hate. Like it is. I hate it so much. Uh, and in part because I'm like, no one ever won anyone over by being a total asshole and ruining their day. Like yeah. that, that's not like, and also I'm like, so much of scripture is about how much you should love each other. And this is not that. But for this guy, I'm like, he ain't hurting anybody. Well, <laughs> like, and, and he's just shouting and dancing. So I just, I just remember what it was so that you it. said is yeah. that, you know, um, I feel like a lot of modern uh, especially like this, probably California specific, which is where I've seen it the most. A lot of like modern California Christianity is rooted in this idea of God bringing you wealth, like God bringing you prosperity, oh, prosperity gospel, right? Like, yes. and very rooted yeah. in this like get rich kind of gospel. And that's very oh, about much God giving him the car, right? And that's very much yes. what uh, the Shekinah Church is sort of all about. Like their kind of MO is sort of all about like God bringing you prosperity and cars and fame and wealth and all that. I I hate that extra. I really, I really dislike prosperity gospel because if you know your scripture, you'd know that it's easier for a, a camel to pass through the eye of the needle than a rich man to enter the gates of heaven. So like the idea that the only thing God could do for you would make you rich. And in order to do that, you have to give money to somebody else is full con man bullshit. Every televangelist should be off the TV because that's what they're peddling. Yeah. And I, I hate it so much. Um, and it, to me, it's they take verses that are more about like, Hey, your life may not always be perfect, but things change. Time changes. You'll get stronger as you go through things. There is growth to be had in life and pervert them and twist them to be like, but you could be getting money. But if you hustle, if you hustle, I hate it. Control F the Bible for hustle. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. Because here's the thing. It's like it allows these churches like a Joel Olstein or whatever to aggregate all of this wealth mm-hmm. and not 
redistribute it where it's like if you're a church there is a calling in being a church to help your community not to enrich yourself and i understand having a certain amount of money to kind of keep shit running right that makes sense you know and and to like make sure that people are taken care of but like you shouldn't have a fucking private jet like that's ridiculous Especially when you've got people in your church that are hurting and those are the people giving you money. That's some fucking bullshit. Sorry, I'll get off my soapbox now. But yeah. Oh no, that soap that, that soapbox is what we call foreshadowing for this story. Uh, I'm sure it is. I'm sure. So, I believe um, it. So that being said, you know, tie dyes, he's not hurting anybody. He's just, you know, preaching his thing, right? You know, he's you know, God's part of his right. thing, but who cares, right? Um, well, in 2014, Tideyes had to apologize to the Crump community. Uh, there's a video of this apology uh, for being involved in a cult. <gasps> now, not 7M, a different cult. Which one? Uh, it was a cult run by David Gurley. I believe it just had a very generic name, uh, but it was a Long Beach cult uh, run by this dude named David Gurley, who's still a pastor in California, uh, yeah, he but is. he has yeah, to register absolutely. as a sex offender now. Um, because he sexually assaulted members of the congregation, apparently. Mm-hmm. Uh, he served yep. time for rape. Um, not a great guy to be following. And not only did Tideyes, was Tideyes a member of this cult, um, he also uh, used his status as a dancer um, to recruit fellow dancers uh, and mm-hmm. now 7M members, Concrete and B Dash. Concrete's the one that I follow on TikTok. Oh, he's so talented. Okay. He's very good. He's so um, fucking talented. <laughs> yeah. Concrete and B Dash uh, are also super close, and B Dash uh, is actually Miranda's current husband in Seven M. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so that just goes to show you how all that ties together. That B Dash and Tight Eyes have both been in cults before. Okay. Um, so it kind of, but that's why Concrete and B Dash are so fucking good because they're like with the guy, yeah, like the original. Oh, guy. exactly. <laughs> I thought you meant because they were in cults, and that's what brings out the best dancer in you. Now, oh, now, no. okay. I have. Can I tell you guys my? This is my theory that might upset dancers out there. <laughs> um, is that dancers are perfect to be in a cult because they're dumb. Now, listen, listen to me. <laughs> well, okay. Listen to me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen argue with to you. Me. They're hot people. They're very good at what they do with their little arms and their feet. <laughs> their little arms and their little feet. This is wildly offensive. They're, if you don't think, Paige, that dancers are some of the blockheadest motherfuckers, listen to me. Listen, and I, I know love, some very smart dancers. Mm, they're choreographers. You're wrong. Dancers. <laughs> I mean, okay, that's choreographers I, are smart. I, they can think for themselves. They're like they're like General Grievous. Dancers are the droids. You feel me? Do you feel me? Do you Roger, feel me? Roger, buddy, I'm here. Roger, Roger, Roger. Exactly. Dancers here, are like Roger, what... Roger. And it's because I feel like dancers get so, like an actor or somebody, they get directed a little bit by a director. <gasps> a dancing directors are like, uh, point your foot, smile directed. more, eyes up here, pointed toes. You know what I mean? Like everything is micromanaged. That, um, that makes sense. I, I would say that I, they I are was conditioned The hyperbole to... of me saying they're dumb was just to be funny. but uh, No, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, but they are they are conditioned to follow exactly. someone else's direct lead. order. That, 
very quickly. That, and that's that something that I think is legitimate. Not. But. I think that's also why a lot of veterans end up in cults oh, because they've military, been in the service. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, <laughs> but the are you saying that veterans we, are dumb? Yeah, she's saying they're no, dumb. No, I'm saying. Bro. I'm saying. <laughs> I'm saying they've been exposed to consistent direct order for a long period of time. Yeah. Um, it's also why, and, and again, this is not about be people being dumb. Cause uh, as I've said multiple times on the show, anyone can end up in a cult. If you find the right group, that's meeting whatever your tangible need is at the moment. But Absolutely. this is also a huge reason why people who've been in one cult often end up in a second cult because you're used to that level of influence and control in your decision making. And part of getting out of a high control group is breaking that cycle of taking someone else's opinions above your own. And it can happen to anybody. It's not necessarily a dumb thing. But in a situation where you have been used to taking someone's direction over your own thoughts for a, a long period of time that could easily translate to a high control group. So again, like that's why I kind of compared dancers and also people who have been in some sort of service position, police, firefighter, uh, army, you know, especially uh, veterans who've come back and don't necessarily have an easy way to plug right back into society. That's super vulnerable for cults. Like uh, uh, 12 tribes has a lot of veterans in it. Like, and that's how, um, but anyway, yes, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I think that like, it's, it, it's just a, um, it's also a good community to indoctrinate people with because obviously, you know, cults love having, uh, their sort of front of house staff be very like beautiful and likable yes. and you know what I mean? And yep. like most dancers are insanely likable, insanely in great pr pretty shape. in great shape. Exactly. They're the kind of people that you would at least surface level want to spend time around if you met them in LA, yeah. you know, you're like, oh, wow, these are cool people, you know, and Melanie, yeah. Melanie actually said that when uh, Miranda started attending some of the 7M stuff that she went with her and thought it was like a little too like, ooh, this is like a weird little church group. I don't think I really yeah. vibe with this. Um, and then when she didn't vibe with it, that's when her sister sort of started like separating and they sort of started having mm. her distance herself from the family. Yeah. It would seem now I will also say that Miranda's not the only seven M member that says that they've had them distance themselves. There are other dancers in the groups whose families have posts on social media that they also haven't spoken to their loved ones in years. Um, and that seven M encourages them to like not come home for holidays and not, you know, do stuff like that. Cause they have, you know, church they need to go to. Um, so it could be a lot of situations of just kids who don't get along with their parents and moved out mm -hmm. and don't want to go home and visit them. Um, but it seems strange that there's so many in such a small, I mean, 7M is like yeah. 13 or 14 people. Um, yeah, I was gonna say it's not big. No. So if it's all of them, that's, it's kind of weird. Uh, yeah. And I will say that, uh, you know, all this this mess with this other cult that they were in beforehand um, mm -hmm. has only come out because B-Dash's wife from that cult uh, came out and talked a lot about it. Um, also talked about how her and B-Dash's marriage in that cult was arranged. 
Oh, um, oh and shit. they were never like in love or anything, uh, which a lot of oh, people wow. have alleged of B Dash and Miranda's current relationship. Um, right. But, uh, you know, who's who's who can say for sure? And also people have said that about Tie Dye's relationship. Um, Tie Dye's made a sketch. Uh, like a comedy sketch um, trying to make fun of the fact that people online were saying that him and his wife were uh, had a, had a fake marriage where it's them being like, babe, I'm so sad that we had a fake marriage. I didn't even know we were in a fake marriage until four days ago. And it's like them trying to be funny. Uh, But it's like, dude, the only reason people think this is because your ex-wife is posing that she was married to you in November. Like, like he was yeah. very recently married to another woman. So there's a lot of like, but they, they sort of play it off as, you know, he'll, uh, tight eyes will be like, Oh, these people are just mad. I'm not in poverty anymore. Mm. Uh, yeah. So, um, it, it's definitely like an interesting web being weaved with that second cult. Uh, but you'd think after like, you know, having to go through that and having to apologize to the crump community that he built and having to like swallow his pride that he would be more guarded on joining something. But like you said, a lot of these people, and I almost wonder if being in a cult is maybe one of the most relaxing feelings. Like if you're high up in a cult, like if it's just so nice to like, like if you've ever been on like a road gig or like a, an acting gig or something, they just have your whole day planned and you're just like eating little sandwiches and like (laughs) sitting on fun couches. Like it, like there's something to be said about somebody controlling your whole life and it being kind of (laughs) nice. Yeah. I mean, towards the beginning of most cults, as we said, it's, it's a lot of just like, yeah, this rocks. It's summer camp. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with yeah. a bunch of like-minded individuals. We're finally talking about the issues that I care about, and nobody is actively saying that we should all die or kill people yet. So towards yeah. the beginning, it normally is pretty great for that exact reason. If you uh, could join a cult and leave it, like if you could Enron executive a cult where you join right at the P and leave right before it gets weird, that'd be nice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, a lot of people did that with Nexium. <laughs> like a lot I, of people have done so that. So I a actually lot of was groups. hoping we'd bring up Nexium. I. Uh, in Las Vegas, uh, out of film school, worked at a. Sorry, my, my wife just commented. Uh, I worked at a film production house uh, that mm-hmm. edited uh, like corporate videos, and I edited several videos for Nexium. <laughs> like uh, promotional materials um, for their like conferences because they would whoa. do like I should actually, women's we leadership should put conferences. You, we should put you in contact with. So we've been talking to somebody that we will have to forward your email. Sure. Um, So, uh, you know, basically to get back in in with another cult or even another group of people that might be a cult seems so crazy to me when you're someone who's such a role model in a art form that desperately needs positive role models. You know what I mean? Like tie dyes is a huge person to so many of these kids in the dance world. Um, and he's so, he preaches his beliefs so hard that you would think that like someone specifically in that situation should want to make sure that whatever they're spreading to these people is rock solid. Yeah. Uh, but no, but here we are. cause he's Tom Cruise. <laughs> this is what this is. I'm dead serious because at the root of every cult is disparate experiences. So the people at the top of the cult are reaping the most rewards um, 
in in some cases they're being treated much better than people who are coming in as like new recruits tom cruise is a perfect example tom cruise's life within scientology is probably fucking great because people do whatever he asks they bring him whatever he asks no one gets mad at him he's never punished like if tight eyes was in that sort of a position in that first group I can absolutely believe that he would dive into another group thinking that he would receive the same treatment, but also having the kind of cognitive dissonance and believing that everyone is having the same experience that he's having when that is not at all the case. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's sort of been leadership in, in most of the cults. I get what you're saying about fucking tie dyes though. And like, I don't know. I'm just uh, through this conversation. I've realized that like if the Jabberwockies ask their followers to mobilize, <laughs> my entire middle school would have been completely fucked. Right. Well, I mean, Jared, Jared Leto has a cult now, right? Yeah. Like he, he and he. Yeah, I mean, he's got a fake PR. He cult started one yeah. like for fun, right? Like, uh, yeah. He started one because he's an asshole. Yeah. yeah. Like. <laughs> Yeah. He like wanted to look like a Netflix thumbnail, so he was like, let's hire a photographer. <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> He's just waiting for someone to make a documentary about him, and no one's gonna because nothing is happening. Yeah, we won't even make a cult <laughs> podcast episode about the guy. So <laughs> Yeah, we're like, you want us to just talk about how some people are fans of 30 Seconds to Mars? No. <laughs> like... And here's the thing. I think it's because and I'm gonna get some pushback on this. I think it's because everyone who listens to 30 Seconds to Mars is so <laughs> dumb. They're dumb. Now listen, no. here. Now listen, no. hear me out. Hear me no. out. Hear me no. out. No. It takes no. way longer than that to get to Mars, okay? The fact that you <laughs> believe it? I'm not saying dancers are dumb, but let's just say they order and chowder at a comedy club. <laughs> Folks! <laughs> Folks! <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You leave the chunky chuckle chowder out of this, buddy. <laughs> oh. It's good oh. stuff. Oh. I pity the women who have to encounter your chunky chuckle chowder. Oh, my mom listens to this show. Yeah, not, I know not she anymore. does. I can, I can figure out, I can pinpoint her last episode yeah. that she listened to. I've been trying song. to get her to stop for years. <laughs> she, she's like, uh, all I heard about was cum and clowns. I'm out. <laughs> Uh, okay. So, so I guess we can sort of wrap up uh, this episode. Um, this was really giving more history about tie dyes and crump and how the dance world came to be tied to this church in general. Um, but in the next episode, we'll talk about, I guess, sort of more seven M films and how their relationship with the Shekinah Church and what the Shekinah Church is. Yeah, this is great. I, awesome. I love doing background episodes like we we covered yeah. the latin kings uh which is i gotta listen to that that sounds dope it's it may, it's one of my favorite episodes that we did and it's similar in that like uh the it was it was gang related and it started but then it has these really really strong ties to catholicism that yeah. like it is far and away the strangest gang because it is also very religious and it is like their own sect yeah. of catholicism that is such Whoa. a strange weird time That's but sick. yeah it's it's fucking wild but in the entire first episode that we did i was like here's a history of chicago and a bunch of stories about how firefighters used to fight in the streets oh i love the firefighters used to fight <laughs> Yeah, they I love just, that yeah. shit. They were the first gangs like, of Chicago. Buildings burning down, and they're just like, 
They're like setting buildings on fire just so I get paid to like put it out. Like it's Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's fucking it's terrifying. So I I love these uh like context it, it, episodes. It's why it's why I always talk about and I'm gonna get some pushback on this, all Dalmatians are dicks. Now listen. <laughs> listen. <laughs> listen. It's because they've been given direct <laughs> yeah. orders forever. Look, you find me a Dalmatian with a record that isn't spotty, okay? And I <laughs> Let's go, <laughs> folks. Uh, I love every time I tell a joke on this show with a guest because I can watch them go, oh, fuck me. <laughs> what did I fucking sign up for? Oh, Kyle, thank you so much for joining us. And thank you so much yeah, for coming back next week uh, to cover the rest of this. This has been such a joy, such a pleasure. Uh, where can people find you? So if you want to uh, check out some of my videos, I did a uh, short doc on this. You probably don't want to watch that video because you just listen to a fucking a podcast with these guys on it where we talk about the same shit. Uh, but I've, I've also covered the Falun Gong uh, Shen Yun Ballet Cult. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about another dance so cult. So did we. Um, that was a fun one. I love one. them. Uh, they're fun. Uh, I've also uh, I've talked about uh, Dao, which is a... Uh, a Russian film project that became a cult uh, that lasted like seven years and was had a limitless budget because a Russian oligarch funded it. It's crazy. Um, I did a, like a 40 minute documentary on that. Uh, I try to make them like easy to watch and funny and add little jokes in. Um, I want to get a writing job on John Oliver. So please go subscribe <laughs> so that I can do that. That, that packet is no joke, bro. Uh, I, I yeah, it's have a fucking applied book for report. that before. I'm like, Jesus, it is a this is like a 12th grade government project. It is rough. Um, yeah. So I'm hoping they'll just see these and offer me a job and I won't have to do that again. <laughs> Good call, good call, good call. But, but yeah, you can go check those out. I also have a movie podcast uh, that's actually kind of similar to this podcast, but about uh, it's called Development Hell, um, where we take a movie or a video game or a musical or an album, um, and we dive into the history of what made it so hard to make. So we've covered uh, L.A. Noir's seven-year development. Wow. Did you do Predator? We haven't. Do you want to come on and do Predator? <gasps> Fuck yes! Oh, my God. Oh my God. You actually, come on and do Predator. There, there is... There's also there's actually probably somebody better suited for Predator, although I love Predator uh, and know all about it. You just asked we, about it, and I don't know. I know, about I know. Uh, no, we I each know. we each we have I have two co-hosts with that, Spike and Richard, and we each uh, trade off a week and we we bring something to the table um, that underwent development hell. We just started our second season. Uh, we just put out our Speed Racer episode, and by the time this came the out, Wachowski yeah, Speed Racer, Wachowski Speed Racer. Yeah. Uh, but we dive into the history of every time they've tried to make a live action Speed Racer, all the way back to the how the cartoons got started in the 60s we do all this history um i did like a three or four part uh uh godzilla retrospective where i covered all the old godzillas which like there's men in the suits and the suit are so the suits are so hot because of the old lights that they need oven Mm -hmm. mitts to take the suits off of them because it's too hot to touch them like it like they're getting electrocuted when they're doing the stunt like it's crazy how much harder but they're also like they're like latex though right? it's like 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 they're rubber it's like uh it's like the uh flexible it's like the concrete shit that they would use like it's the hottest i follow that guy on tiktok It just made me think of Evil Dead where they have the the big like huge suit that 
Ted Raimi's in at the end that started breaking down and falling apart. Yeah. Because he was literally sweating and it was causing it was like the, the suit to break to down. Like fall yeah, like apart. salt in his yeah. sweat. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and so we cover that all the way to like John DeBonce and we, we do a lot of fun stuff next week. And by the time this is probably out, uh, we're doing Mad Max. Um, so oh, that the original, the, the original and Fury, and Fury Road. Road. Uh, we sort of, okay. we sort of talk about all of it. Um, and, uh, so, so if you like though, if, if that sounds interesting to you, like I said, uh, sort of like, uh, little, uh, digestible deep dives on like how certain, uh, development, uh, hell projects got into production. That, that podcast is called development hell. Um, and it's the logo with a little devil face. Uh, if you search it, cause there's several podcasts named that. <laughs> <laughs> what? How, what's that like? Not great. From a podcast not, called Cult Podcast. Yeah. In the words of Mad Men, not great, Bob. Not great. <laughs> oh, my God. And one more time, just uh, for me, because I, I, my dumb brain, I didn't know if you said it. What was your YouTube channel called? Yes, uh, Kyle Anderson Comedy. Kyle you can Anderson look that Comedy. up and uh, D- uh, Development Hell Podcast. I'm also Kyle Anderson Comedy on Instagram. Uh, if you'll follow me on there for sure. Yeah, we'll uh, put links to all that in the show notes. So go ahead and check that out, uh, too. Um, hey, it's me. It's your boy, Armando. Uh, if you're in Los Angeles this week on Friday the 3rd, I will be uh, at the Improv, I believe, is where it is. I'm doing Surrounded, which is a crowd work nice. only show. Uh Ooh, I heard about that, but I haven't my, done Mike it yet. Mike Falzone is one of my favorite comedians in Los Angeles. He's fucking a joy to watch Mike, every time I watch him. Like Mike is ugh. such a pleasure and such a good friend, and I'm so glad that he asked me to do it. Uh, so that's on the 3rd. Come check that out. Um, and then on the 5th, which I guess is Sunday? Yeah, Sunday I'll be doing Drunk Spelling Bee, uh, also in L.A., <laughs> Which is exactly what it sounds like. <laughs> so, oh, that sounds so fucking fun. Yeah, so fun. that's insane. That's Come on out, dope. it's gonna be great. I don't know how to spell for you shit. You guys, on May on May twelfth, I'm doing a uh, methed out show and tell. It's gonna be. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's all at the, at the clubhouse. Come check it out. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh yeah shit. follow me on social media uh specifically instagram if you want uh all those shows uh it's at mondo does stuff m-a-n-d-o does stuff all one word uh but that's on twitter tiktok all that fun shit i do twitch streams when i remember that i have a twitch account um yeah oh and go listen to must be dice it's a tabletop role-playing show that we do with funhouse it's amazing i love it so much Ooh. go listen to it it's doing very well and uh i want to make more of it and i love you and good night and goodbye forever <laughs> okay uh hey hey y'all it's it's me your girl i'm here every week uh if you don't hear enough of me here you can listen to me on horror virgin and romancing the pod uh, for show dates, I will be at Monster Palooza the third through the fifth. So if you are at Monster Palooza, come say hi. I'll be around. I don't have like a table. I'm just there. Uh, then on the seventh, I'm battling Joe Urell at at Rose Battle for the title. It should be wild. Please don't think less of me for shouting insults at a man in a wheelchair. And then, <laughs> That's the name of the game. <laughs> yeah, if you if you want to know when shows and stuff like that are coming up, because there's uh, potentially a bunch of stuff coming up in July. Uh, including RTX. I'll be at RTX on the 1st, um, July 1st. Uh, you can follow me at Rampage Wesley on Instagram. That's where I post the most stuff or at Page Wesley on Twitter or at Rampage Wesley on TikTok where I post nothing and just watch men 
chopping wood shirtless. Thank you. <laughs> dancers. <laughs> Algorithm. And dancers. Algorithm. Algorithm. Yeah. Uh, My Col- for you page is wild. <laughs> <laughs> it truly is for you. Yeah. Uh, uh, Cold podcast will be part of RTX on the first. Come check us out. It's going to be great. Uh, I have a fun idea for a panel that I have not pitched to pay. <laughs> oh, I'm excited. Let's do it. And Has to do uh, either way. <laughs> It's got a lot of cum, baby. A lot of clowns. Oh, no. Well, you know what? It's a compromise. So, um, yeah, it's going to be so much fun. Go get your tickets to that if you haven't already. Or I don't know how it works. I'm going to ask somebody, and I'll have information soon on if you could just buy tickets to the panel, which I believe you can. I can't imagine you wouldn't just be able to do that. Uh, I think we're supposed to get ticket links to post on social media soon. At least that's what my contract said. I don't know. Yeah, that is what I think I'm supposed to respond to a Slack message. I'm not. I shouldn't be a professional. All right. Um, <laughs> if you want to follow us this, as a show, you can on Instagram at Colt Podcast. Or at Colt Podcast on Twitter. You can also send us an email to ColtPodcastShow at gmail.com. Or if you want to break dance to... <laughs> songs about the lord send us your demo vhs to 3756 west avenue 40 sweet k number 237 like, like the, the shining. shining los angeles california 90065 we will only accept vhs mm-hmm. and send a, a vhs player if you can thank you yeah, yeah we need a vcr um yeah i think uh for this one i'm gonna say don't drink anything that tie-dye's hands you (laughs) (laughs) sounds like a bad idea uh and don't drink the kool-aid bye